Alone on the pitch in his creamy flannels, Rafe lay atop the molehill like a poultice on a green boil, trembling to the wild scrabbling of the blind beast beneath his stomach. By Circe's rubber bra, he fretted. If these things bite, one will be singing soprano. The wind in the willows ruffled the shepherd's harp gold hair of a long, long slumbering child within. The wind in the willows, the will in the windows, the wails of the widows in furry dark soft, overground, underground, tiddly-pom, comfy and cosy, tucked in for the night. Mummy! My teddy's stopped breathing! Click. It's all right, dear. A great heaving halted this train of thought at the level crossing of rude, heart-stopping panic. With violent shakes and horrid snufflings, the brute beasts surfaced. Edgar Allan potpourri of eldritch foul imaginings, snout flailing claws and bristle, reason fled shrieking from Rafe's thrilling mouth, a gasp dry-throated, he drank in that that his mind could not comprehend. The thing was grinning with savage glee, soiled and shabby about its shuddering torso was a white coat, and on its head higgledy-piggledy were nine cricket caps, and in its paw it brandished a stump. Spasm, abyss, nightmare and swoon, beckoning void, unsilence and danger. Dan, 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 dan. Dan, 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 dan. Dan, dan, dan. Dan, dan. Dan, dan. Dan, 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 dan.
That is so. But I should like to have acquired skill in dancing during the hours between my serious studies. An accomplishment which would have rendered my company welcome to all. That will be an easy thing by reading French books in order to sharpen your wit, and by learning fencing, dancing, and tennis that you may be an agreeable companion alike to ladies and gentlemen. I much enjoyed fencing and tennis, and this placed me upon friendly terms with young men. But without a knowledge of dancing, I could not please the damsels, upon whom, it seems to me, the entire reputation of an eligible young man depends. You are quite right, as naturally the male and female seek one another, and nothing does more to stimulate a man to acts of courtesy, honor, and generosity than love. And if you desire to marry, you must realize that a mistress is won by good temper and grace displayed while dancing, because ladies do not like to be present at fencing or tennis, lest a splintered sword or a blow from a tennis ball should cause them injury. And there is more to it than this, for dancing is practiced to reveal whether lovers are in good health and sound of limb, after which they are permitted to kiss their mistresses in order that they may touch and savor one another, thus to ascertain if they are shapely or emit an unpleasant odor as of bad meat. Therefore, from this standpoint, quite apart from the many other advantages to be derived from dancing, it becomes an essential in a well-ordered society. Hmm.
Woman's Hour's water bottle music for reading your letters. Well, we're not having your letters today, but a listener in Tring has asked how this music was produced. It was composed and produced, specially for Woman's Hour, in the BBC's radiophonic workshop by John Baker, and we've asked him to tell us about it. The basic sound used for this music was made from a recording of water being slowly poured from a cider bottle. By taking just one of these sounds, all the notes that were wanted were made by playing the tape back at various speeds. The faster the tape goes, the higher the pitch. All the notes were measured and cut together in the right order, so that the tune sounded like this. The same technique was used for the bass. To get a rhythm track, I used the sound of a cork being pulled from a bottle. The tape was again played at different speeds, and the sound cut into a rhythm. By mixing these three tapes together, and adding some electronic echo, we end up with eight seconds of music to introduce reading your letters. Ah yes, that's Songs of Green Pheasant. 
I don't know about you, but that had me uh, strolling through the North Derbyshire hills full of tea and cake wearing a pair of thorn-proof trousers. Before that, John Baker was kind enough to explain how he made the music for the Reading Your Letters segment on Women's Hour, a BBC radio programme of, uh, of several years ago. <clears throat> An instrumental preceded Mr Baker, something called Hope to Meet You, uh, by an unknown artist from the collection Electric Cambodia, which showcases the pop music scene of the 1960s before Henry Kissinger decided to carpet bomb Cambodia, pretty much because it happened to be next door to Vietnam. Uh, we also heard Surf City do Mount Kill, as well as a short reading from Archaeography, and the Fire Engines did Discord from a 1981 Peel session, and this podcast began with an excerpt from the masterpiece that is Vivian Stanshaw's Sir Henry at Rawlinson End. This is Duncan, back with you uh, in my second podcast, hosted by the good people at Back Porch Revolution Records, and I hope you enjoy some of it. Attention, this is a problem-solving announcement sponsored by Sunnytech, the macrothermic party. Washing up always gets me down. It makes me feel so ordinary. I wish I was one of the party people. Perhaps Gary would take an interest in me then. Hey, cheer up. We've got just the party for you. Really? Yeah. Sunny Tech, the macrothermic party, can arrange it so you always have a good time. Tell me more. Listen, did you know it would only take a few degrees of extra atmospheric heat for both poles to melt, making vast areas in the sunny south, like the Sahara, turn into gardens of Eden? Lush rainforest, savannah, and the odd coral beach could all become your back garden. Great, but what can I do? Oh, don't worry, leave that to us. We'll do the tricky stuff like thinking while you just pour yourself another cocktail. And the Sunny Tech clue for solving problems says, Hey ho, donkey riding. Give us your support and we'll give you the best holiday of your life for the rest of your life. Oh, Gary, if only the others could see us. Yes, they were silly not to join Sunny Tech. Now it's too late. They'll never know how great this beach is. Come on. <laughs> Sunny Tech, tomorrow's world in safe hands while you play.
back for Dr. Marissa. Well, I'm doing it. It's going to be a lot of irate citizens when they find out that they're paying for water that they're not going to get. Oh, that's all taken care of. See, Mr. Gibbs, either you bring the water to L.A. or you bring L.A. to the water. How are you going to do that? By incorporating the valley into the city. Simple as that. £5.19 and 6. It's a gift, it's a timex. Only 87 and 6. 
It's a gift, it's a Timex. Only 73 shillings. It's a gift, it's a Timex. Timex is the gift. Je crois qu'on ne peut arriver à libérer l'homme. Je parle de la violence, je suis de la vie de Sorel. Vous n'êtes pas un terroriste pour autant. Ah, je ne suis pas un terroriste, non. non, non Mais vous voteriez pour des terroristes Ah oui, bien sûr. Oui, oui, je suis toujours pour les terroristes. J'étais un fervent supporter de la bande à Bono. J'avais 13 ans. Pour moi, Bono et ses amis sont des héros sublimes. Je suis pour la violence. Je crois que la violence seule peut débarrasser l'homme de la grande superstition, d'imbécilité, de préjugés dont on l'entoure depuis sa plus petite enfance. C'est ça, dans des buts bien déterminés, on va faire un esclave. La violence peut être très douce. Un très beau poème, très doux, par exemple, le sonnet d'Arver, pour moi, est tout aussi violent qu'une bombe devant la porte de M. Spark. Ça fait le même effet, ça vous libère. La violence ne doit pas être nécessairement un obus qui explose, ça peut être un admirable poème qui éclot. L'humour est parfois violent aussi. Ben, L'humour est souvent violent, oui. Look here, look there, look everywhere by the papers and get the talk. This crazy madman really ain't care putting bombs all over New York. So the FBI try every trick in the book, walking with machine gun. When they hold the guy and they thought was a crook, was a madman having some fun.
been smoke, even in the central railway station. People go into an excursion, have to leave the train and run for the street. They get away by the skin of the teeth. So look here, look there, look everywhere by the papers and get it off. This crazy madman really ain't care putting bombs all over New York. The FBI try every trick in the book, they walk in with machine gun. When they snatch the guy and they thought was a crook, was a madman having some fun.
Well, that was 23 Skidoo doing the 12-inch version of Coup, C-O-U-P. And before that, you heard The Mighty Sparrow with Mad Bomber, featuring some rather pleasing digital skipping there towards the end. Uh, I'm a big fan of the early Calypso, and I uh, love all the artists who call themselves Lord Something, especially. Uh, you know, Lord Something or other. Lord Invader, perhaps being the best known. Anyway, prior to that, we had uh, Louis Choutinet expanding De La Violence from a collection of surrealist chats from the period 1926 to 1938. Also, Mike Sam's commercial for Timex, Delia Derbyshire's Psychedelian Waltz, Carlos Catalos's Damage Afalaya, and my edit of Stephen Brown's Chinatown theme. Also, International Harvester did their ode to the former London dishwasher Ho Chi Minh, and that group of sounds began with one of Sudden Sway's problem-solving announcements, that one sponsored by Sunny Tech. So, uh, we're about halfway through this second crack at the podcasting lark, and it's a bizarre mixture for me of uh, Magnifico and uh, science fiction. So, uh, without further ado, let's get on with Tarwater. quelques poèmes de 1918. Ladies and gentlemen, ce Dazazov speaks some historical poems phonetic from 1918. 
Meine Damen, meine Herren, der Sadasov spricht für Sie einige historische Lautgedichte von 1918. Da du du da iri da du chnum polakum onomund da 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 para 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 da 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 fums da da
the kitchen waiting to sing. Show me there's a star in the kitchen waiting to sing. designed the constitutional system, uh, which was uh, intended to prevent that danger. Uh, the uh, system, uh, the way he set it up, uh, he and the other framers, because it was virtually unanimous, virtually no disagreement about this. Uh, the, the one person who might have disagreed, Jefferson, was not part of any of this stuff. Uh, the, uh, he, um, the constitutional system, as he designed it, was supposed to put power in the hands of the wealthy, who are the more capable set of men, quoting. Uh, power must reside in the hands of the wealthy, the more capable set of men, with the general population fragmented, factionalized, dispersed, uh, you know, in conflict, and so on and so forth. Well, this is like around 1780s, okay. It's been a pretty stable system. Uh, and as it's been harder, as the franchise has increased. So over time, more and more people did get the right to vote. Uh, and that just raised the danger. Furthermore, the, the power of the state to coerce by violence, uh, by this, and that includes the power of private power, like the power of, say, Carnegie to hire Pinkertons and so on. Uh, as that has declined, the need to resort to these other measures of factionalization, uh, uh, instilling hatred, uh, marginalizing people, uh, straight propaganda, and so on, that's increased, and very consciously. So by the time you get to the 1920s, where I started from, uh, it's recognized that uh, huge resources must go into uh, the conscious uh, manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses, and we have to regiment them minds as well as an army regiments their bodies and we have the met methods for it and those methods are advertising, uh, entertainment, uh, straight propaganda.
I should just comment in fairness to James Madison that this, these remarks are not quite correct. Uh, the reason was that Madison was pre-capitalist. He's like just about everybody, you know, Adam Smith, uh, you know, all the great figures from the Enlightenment. They're mostly pre-capitalist and very anti-capitalist in uh, conception. a very pre-capitalist conception, you know, that once you give power to the hands of the rich, they're just going to be benevolent philosophers and they're going to devote themselves every minute of their day to the welfare of everyone else. I mean, it's like what corporate executives tell you, you know, there's an understanding you have to say that, but by now, you know, nobody, I suppose, nobody believes that. He very quickly discovered that it wasn't true. Uh, within a few years, by I think 1792, he was already very upset about the fate of this democratic experiment, which he thought was failing. Uh, he uh, condemned what he called the daring depravity of the time, the business leaders who have now been given power, uh, used that power, he said, to become the tools and tyrants of government. They overwhelmed government their powers and combinations, and they're bribed by its largesses, uh, and they're just serving self-interest, not the interest of the general public, and he thought that was deplorable and so on, but that's because he began to he perceive uh, the way this, the system that he had designed was actually functioning. together in fear of what passes between them I've held up my candle before the legions of Satan And I've said now that I've returned I will not leave you again Myself outside, broke down and wept. And the words I could not understand, like Bob. 
sounding quite like mid-period Brian Clough. Before that, I mixed uh, two Noam Chomsky episodes, Conscious Manipulation and The Fate of a Democracy, with a piece by the Dead Texan called A Chronicle of Early Failures, Part 2. You also heard a two-track tribute to Joe Meek, uh, featuring the Pluto Monkey song named after him, which uh, was preceded by Moon Rocket by Roger Laverne and the Microns, a Joe Meek production, of course. Let's see, Shukar, Radio Mental and uh, Ra Houseman, the Dada artists, were mixed together by DJ Spooky. And Tywater started that passage of musics and sounds with Get On from their latest album, Inside the Ships. OK, got about three or four more things for you to listen to, including a nice piece by the Deruti column, which I think accurately describes many of the parties I attended when I was in my teenage years. And also an interesting piece, I think, by um, Nina Kachadurian. Perhaps best known, in my house at least, for her airline bathroom portraits in the Flemish style. Her birdsong analysis experts, a colour-based car parking project, and various other pleasing things. Anyway, you're going to hear the seven-year-old Nina uh, expounding on the benefits of living in England. Thanks for listening. And uh, let's kick off with a football-related thing, since, as I speak, we're in the middle of Euro 2012 football tournament, and very enjoyable it's been so far as we reach the quarter-final uh, sudden death stage. Cheers for now. Oh, shoot! Oh! How oh! oh, he's missed it. In my hometown, they'd murder him for that. What? In my hometown, in my hometown, everyone's a football fan. When their team goes to face its foes, the lads go with it to a man. It keeps a player's heart up, does his own supporters cheers. When teams delight to bark and bite and chew each other's ears. Football, football, 
send them up the pole. You'll hear the gentle voices howling past. Shoot, go! Potty, dotty, right up the sausage roll. You'll hear the gentle voices calling past. Shoot, go! The poor referee is kicked by three or four. Right between his whistle and the half-time score. Squeaking, shrieking, with all their heart and soul. You'll hear the angel voices calling past. Shoot, go! We are now going to switch over for a few moments to the football match being played today between Blackburn Spurs and Chelsea Rovers. <laughs> On the ball, Jimmy. The best centre forward in the league is Jimmy. He ain't a patch on ours. We give 25,000 for him. Ain't 25,000 what? Why, coupons, that's what it is. <laughs> Come here. Come on there. Pause. Shoot. Go! Football, football, send them up the pole. You'll hear the gentle voices howling past. Shoot, go! You are now going to switch over onto another match between the youthful male residents of Paradise Alley and Casey's Court. the string, it's come untied. Come on, kick off. Billy? Billy! There's your mother calling you now. Here, where are you going with our goalpost? It's my coat, ain't it? Billy, come in at once. Just look at your trousers. What do you mean playing with that rough young louse, Mick Malone? Ah, oh, indeed, Mrs. Smith. A rough young louse. Easy. I wish I had you by yourself. Ain't I by myself? No, you're with me. <laughs> but two pins are so this space nature. Ah, would ya? Right, here goes. Oh! Football, football, send them up the pole. You'll hear the gentle voices howling past. Shoot, go! Potty, dotty, right up the sausage roll. You'll hear the gentle voices shouting past. Shoot, go! The poor referee is kicked by three or four. Right between his whistle and the half-time score. Squeaking, shrieking, with all their heart and soul. You'll hear the angel voices calling past. Shoot, go! What are the nice things about being in England and what are the things that maybe aren't so nice? Well, I don't really like the way you eat in school. You always get canned food. Mm -hmm. And that's not so good. Mm -hmm. But another thing that's good about this school is I have lots of friends. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it's pretty fun here. Mm -hmm. Good. You're glad we came here? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't really. Enjoy it, but it's all right. I, 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 I'm going to tell you a poem that I wrote myself. It's called British Bacon and British Eggs. British Bacon and British Eggs, all the people have British legs. British hands and British feet, all the people have British meat. British faces and British arms, all the people have British charms. British charm can easily break, all the people have British cake. British roses and British birds, all the shepherds have British herds. Queen Elizabeth has a pony which she feeds with macaroni. Qu Queen's arms is a pub. King's, no wait, 
queen's head is a pup, king's arm is a pup. There's no, there is no princess's middle, but there is an instrument called the fiddle.
to lend excitement and colour to his performance, Hubert, with all the assurance of a sleepwalker, crossed to the wind-up gramophone and put on some old puppadums Henry had brought back from India. Turning it up full volume, he began hopping about on one leg. Churup, 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 he mimicked, winking at the ladies. He then produced a handful of worms from his trouser pocket and with apparent relish stuffed them into his mouth. Pop-eyed, chewing furiously and flapping his arms with the pinky tentacles writhing horribly about his chin, he advanced, churup, churup, to the table. Lady Philippa opened her handbag and with heaving shoulders buried her head in it. Next time, Hubert, ever the gentleman, offers his seat to a lady in a public lavatory. There is considerable misunderstanding.